wanted it you got it we've got a theme i think it's perfect well i don't know i i want to i want to put it out there and let other people submit some submissions for the theme but you, you like it yeah i think it's good it All gets right. into my rhythmic side you know well yeah you, you're kind of an edm sort of a guy yeah, anyway exactly so, yeah. Yeah. so we got our first uh, submission for a theme and we want to thank david alperin for sending that in the yardstick has been put out there now. We've got to have some other submissions, right, and then right, we'll decide right. which one. Start which one we goes. can have a show that's nothing but themes, and then have a vote. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, this is Radio Waves. We've got some discussion of your column, but we also have with us, for the first time in the new year, our our favorite program director, Dave Beezing. How are you, sir? Favorite recovering program director. Yeah. Yes. The, there's, there's, I'm sure you have other favorites that are uh, still in practice. No, no one talks I, to I, us, Steve. I, yeah, nobody talks to us. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Yeah. I, would be... I mean, we, we had the poor man last week. I, yeah. he, I hope he didn't give out anybody's home addresses or anything. No, no. He says he doesn't do that anymore. No, he okay. says he's humbled and he doesn't yeah. do that anymore. And he had a segment, by the way, I was listening on, on part of this show. This is part of his marathon New Year's Eve show. And someone mentioned that they liked the live version of a Tom Petty song. So they spent the next 20 minutes trying to find the right version and they'd start playing and they'd say, no, 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 it's not that one. So they okay, let's go through. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's rough, raw and local. So you got to give them that. The marathon was a real local show, and I, I I listened to part of it, but you know it it got too local for me since I'm thirty miles up the road right. from Newport Beach. But uh, could be some good ideas there for the next Senate filibuster. <laughs> so uh, hey, Dave, I'm I'm kind of curious because I know that you know you worked for a corporation. You actually worked for you know the last station was owned by two companies uh, during the time you were there, and I know it changed uh, a little bit of focus a little bit when it, when the uh, ownership changed. I'm kind of curious. It, it would have to be smaller stations, I would think, to start it. But could radio make a renaissance by doing more local, like trying to bring in more local people from the community into the station? Kind of, I mean, he did it on an extreme measure for this, for the low power station. But I started thinking when you go back to the early radio stations like even KHJ, they had a lot of local advertisers that were part of the station. And it kind of brought people in and KMET did that as well. Could that help radio or do you think that's past? Oh, I think there's a place for that for sure. There, and that is a, a debate that radio is having right now, how local could help and how much local to do. Because of course, in the course of cost cutting in recent years, a lot of local had already gone out of radio, but a lot more local has gone out in, in the past couple of years uh, where even a proud station like K-Rock is uh, not local in some day parts. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 uh, it's a debate that happens. You're thinking of, 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 of bringing people in and making them part of things in the same way the poor man did? Yeah, even if it's just for a short segment. Mm -hmm. Sure. Know. And I think... I think that PPM is not kind, of course, to hmm. things like looking up 
uh, Tom Petty live song for over a 20 minute period. Yeah. But, uh, but there should be ways to do that in an edited way where you could bring those people in and, and use their voices on the air. Uh, I was listening to K earth uh, driving around and of course people aren't identifying themselves, but they use a lot of listener voices uh, saying things about the radio station about having time, what they're doing as they listen and so forth. Some of it may be manufactured. I don't know, but don't care, but it gives mm. the station a nice local sound. Uh, there's there's ways to sound local for sure and still play the PPM game, I would think. Yeah. Now, as a, from the sales department aspect, they'd rather have those national sponsors, though. There's more money in that, right? Eh, not necessarily. Uh, really? But there's, a, but there's a big percentage that comes through agencies and national. Yeah, yeah. especially in a market like L.A. It, Mark, in L.A., it's about 80, 70, 80 percent on, uh, mm. on most stations or more in agency business. And some of that is national. Uh, but the local direct business, you're dealing directly with someone down at a car dealership or wherever, is probably 10 percent or so of, of business in L.A. Wow. That's that's where I would think talk stations, if you could get an audience for talk anymore, um, they in a weird way have an advantage for bringing in a local businessman to do an actual ad and get a little bit more money from that from the sales side. Yes. And I always encourage, you know, radio people would roll their eyes through the years. It was always a uh, uh, bone of contention on the programming staff where we'd think, oh, these car dealer ads or whoever, yeah. the, furniture, the furniture guy, they sound so terrible. And hey, maybe some of them did. But I'll tell you what, you get your that client's voice in the ad and then they get the feedback. Everybody walking through the store into the store saying, I hear you personally on the radio. Not only does it feed their ego, but it's it's a way to get renewals. The thing with the poor man, it was fun to listen for a while, and he had all the social media going. He was broadcasting on Facebook and all of that, so he, he kind of had that covered as well. But yeah, I one thing that things. he was always good at uh, is that feeling of anything can happen, that he was unhinged and that the next phone call might be his last because somebody might pull the plug. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, there's that. And of course, don't forget that outside of radio now, there are these spaces, spaces being one of being the name on Twitter, but these audio social mm. media forums now, right. like clubhouse was the first big one where people can get on and have little discussion groups as a social media, uh, uh, social media play as well. Yeah, now I've seen those on uh, Facebook and all of that. Have have you tried any of those out? And how how would they fit into the landscape of uh, podcasting and radio and all audio in general? I think that it's probably more for people of special interests getting together and having mm. discussions about things or business uh, business forum for people to share their expertise, uh, be a thought leader in some business category. Uh, probably more for that. Oh, okay. it, it, it's interesting how, and you knew this from before, because you, when you spoke at the uh, school for career day and things like that, uh, the sounds social media presence, I think is one of the reasons that, what are we looking at? Are we in year four past the changing of the format? Or it was uh, November something of 2017 when we shared. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're past four years now and that there's still a sound presence on Facebook and they still talk about the station. And how often does that happen other than unless you're not like me? 
that thanks for bringing that up. There's a group that is a private group that people have to apply to be a part of, and that's very active. And then there's uh, a couple of others as well that are just pages. And so, yeah, you put those together. There's there's quite a bit still going on, and um, that's really that's really cool that that people who were brought together by that station are still together. And I think that you know, not to pat ourselves on the back, but all of radio, when it's done right, there's that feeling of belonging to something. There's a feeling of community, and that community lives on. And and it shows that you still can be passionate about radio. That and some ratings will get you. Will. Uh, <laughs> We'll we'll make you somebody and keep you on the air. Right, yeah. exactly. And and we might point out that I haven't seen a Facebook uh, page come up for the uh, the station that KNX replaced. Was it ninety seven one now or whatever? Yeah, I don't no. I don't think Odyssey knows that the uh, KNXFM.com is taken. So <laughs> they probably they're probably nice... advertising someone else's station right now. Yeah, that's a nice segue into the column this week. You. Explain this to me. It sounds like there's some infighting between the internet KNX stuff. Can you well, explain all of this? It's not fighting between Odyssey and KNX and the internet version. What had happened was um, when KNX FM came back officially, there is a little bit of fear, even though they've been marketing it this way, um, KNXFM93.com for a while. Um, they were afraid that Odyssey might send a cease and desist order, and they didn't want to be scrambling at the last minute to have to change something over. So they decided to be proactive, and they actually were working behind the scenes of creating the mellowsound.net as a replacement. The mellowsound.com was already taken, but the mellowsound.net was not. So they ended up launching that. And then what happened on the fight internally between them is the guy who actually had registered and basically owns knxfm93.com felt that they were overreacting and he didn't want to move it and he didn't want to give up control. So all the other partners involved kind of said, well, we're going to do this anyway. And he said, well, why are you doing that? And then it caused kind of a fight. So so what, what we, have. we have two different streams doing the same thing, basically, right? Well, actually, now there's kind of three, because if you go to knxfm93.com, you hear a thing called Light 97. And I don't know if the 97 is <laughs> relative to this whole thing or not, but that's Dale Berg's uh, station. Okay. The group minus Dale Berg from the old knxfm93.com is now at the mellowsound.net, and they've basically brought the whole thing over there with a few new uh, identifiers. And there's the original one from another guy who was involved with KNXFM originally, who's running knxfm.com. And that's uh, that's still on the air. Wow. I think, I think this also speaks to what we were talking about earlier, is how uh, a station can build a loyalty that can go years and years into the future i this mean is, look, we're look talking at that 30 yeah we're talking years now right? 35 years wow. since it went off the air yeah. and there and now there's three tribute stations basically yeah right wow wow, wow. there's there are more knx fms than podcasts <laughs> it's like <laughs> Exactly. Now, you weren't in town when KNX was on the air uh, initially, right, Dave? 
No, I was not. I think when I got here in the early 90s, uh, 93.1, is that what we're we're talking about? Right, right. Yeah, was, um, it was oldies. Yeah. Oh, KODJ probably. That's right. That's right. Yeah, competing head to head with uh, with K Earth, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's more formats that used to be on 93.1 than there are podcasts as well. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Now same for 100.3. There there were a couple other small notes in your column this week. I need a little background on this AM station because reading your column, if I didn't know about this AM station, I I wouldn't know much. So. That is true. Well, we I've written about it a few times before. It's the one that's in Michigan that broadcasts kind of like not oldie oldies, but uh, music that's kind of recurrent in style that you haven't heard for a while. Songs that you didn't realize you hadn't heard for a while. And it, it's almost like the sound in the sense that they you hear it, you say, oh, my God, I haven't heard that in a long time. Um, more popish than the sound was, obviously. And they're just a, they're a little station. The, the thing that they do that's kind of cool is they broadcast an analog AM stereo, which you can't even buy a radio for that anymore if you, you know, pay attention to the tech. But they, uh, their on-air stream is what you hear. It actually is from their broadcast tower going to an actual AM stereo tuner, and they feed that into the stream. Okay, so I remember you talking about how that. How yeah. AM stereo can sound, that's how you yeah. can tell. Oh, okay. All right, so they're, uh, what what's happening with them? That Actually, they- that was another thing that happened with, uh, with the KNX stream, too. They were going to have to change things over anyway because these, what is it, SoundStream or something? Whatever the royalty payment company was that a lot of the smaller stations and uh, webcasting stations did went out of business. Mm. And some of the new companies that replaced them require different streams and different types of counting and things like that. So gotcha. that was another reason for one of the changes that KNXFM, well, WION, which is i1430.com, they're going through the same thing too. Their streams have to be counted differently as well. So they're switching things over. The thing with them is they weren't notified until like um, a week before the end of the year. So some of their streams may be down for a while is what they were saying. And the last part of your column talks about the uh, another low power Fountain yep. Valley's uh, low power, which is uh, K L I E ninety point three in Fountain Valley, which I discovered it just by accident. I was tuning around saying, "What is on here?" Because when you think about it, that ninety point three from uh, from uh, Mexico is like a hundred thousand watts or something like that. So the fact that they actually made it up here was pretty surprising. But they had a great drive. They helped a lot of families in Orange County with uh, food baskets and toys for needy kids and things like that. And that was all done as part of their um, um, basically their charity that they're part of. So I think it's great. All right, I think uh, we need to also uh, talk ratings today since we have Dave with us. Well, I also want to bring up uh, that Richard is be too modest to mention this. It's uh, This is the 35th year for his column that you keep referring <laughs> to, his column in the uh, Orange County Register and Daily News and wherever it pops up, Long Beach Press-Telegram, all those uh, suburban newspapers. Uh, 35 years is... What what stations were you writing about 35 years ago, Richard? Mm. That you're still writing about today? Oh gosh, I'd have to. I I actually have some of the original copies. I I do remember my first column ever was about uh, UCLA's radio station. It was kind of like a um, 
pilot episode of my column because I, I had just graduated uh, a short time before from UCLA and I decided to write about that. But uh, did I ever tell you how I got the job? No. They used to have a radio column that would periodically appear and they had missed some stories. I think they missed the KMET change on Valentine's Day or whatever and uh, had missed um, a couple other little format changes. So I wrote to them saying, hey, you know, you, uh, you, you used to cover this stuff and uh, I noticed you didn't cover this. And Don Lechman, the editor at the time for the entertainment section for the Daily Breeze and News Pilot, wrote back and said, eh, we don't really have anyone to do it. Do you want to try it? So the column was born. Wow, that's great. <laughs> and that, at that time, there was only a couple newspapers involved, right? Yeah, it was It was only, it was the Cox newspapers. They owned right. a newspaper in San Diego, but the ones I was involved with were, it was Copley Colony, I'm sorry, I think that was Cox Copley Colony. But um, it was uh, the Daily Breeze for Torrance and the um, News Pilot for San Pedro. Wow. And you were writing about what? Fibber McGee and Molly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, ouch. I was probably writing about how uh, Ray Richmond from the, um, what paper was he in the Daily News at the time? He was kind of my inspiration because he used to always talk about the evils of of satellite radio. Remember at the time that all those satellite formats were coming in? And I remember him talking about, hey, they, they have so many wonderful things. They're cheap and they're cheap and they're cheap. <laughs> And that was the, you know, that kind of inspired me. So for a long time, I spent a lot of time putting down stations that I just thought weren't cutting it. Because in Los Angeles, why are you using satellite formats? Um, and then all of a sudden, we got a bunch of satellite formats. That's actually, if you remember, that's how 1019 started when the, when they kind of brought back uh, Sam Bellamy as the program director. Do you remember that? The Edge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. started as KMPC-FM satellite format. They knew what they were doing. They said, yeah, 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 we're going to do this for a while. And it so went. have we, we determined exactly how many papers that your column is in uh, yeah. now? Because the company that you write for has papers that go all the way out to San Bernardino, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And they they own the Orange County Register now. So 1987. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know the exact date, but I think it was yeah. somewhere time around June. So, so 95.5 was KLOS. We know that one. Yeah. Um. 94.7 was the that wave. was the wave by that time okay uh let's see what else 93.1 what was it that my i i seem to remember writing about the return of knx fm okay All and right. then they would have gone oldies and whatever else they've gone through um klsx changing to um talk um right about that time i, I think they might have already gone talk now i can't remember KYSR was KJOY. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 98.7. Yeah, that's yeah. 97.1 had gone to Classic Rock right before I started writing about the column. So they were, did go talk later. I remember when, uh, uh, what's his name, came to town? Um, Howard. Howard Stern, yeah. Yeah. And that was on, that was on KLSX, was it yeah. not? What was on 100.3 at that time? Oh, God. I think they were still KIQQ. Could be. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. And they probably went to K-Lite not too long after that. And then they went to uh, the Urban Station, right? Yeah. That's when I was over there. And then they went to the Sound and the rest Eventually. of history. Eventually, yeah. there was uh, Pirate Radio in there, too. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And then, uh, 
but actually somewhere along the line there was um okay there was kxez i programmed that (laughs) uh did you program that or consult it i programmed it i didn't realize that la yeah i did not realize that yeah yeah and then i think it did uh they did some sort of um dance type format or something um after that i don't know i lost track yeah yeah a lot of things have been on that uh, on the on those. Oh, calls. Mega, Mega One Hundred. That's right. Yeah, one and of the big stories in the first... early days was when uh, Magic One Hundred Six became Power One Hundred Six. This is actually they became after I started writing the column. I mean, I, before I started writing the column, but uh, Power overtook uh, Kiss. That was the big news for a while, and then the mm-hmm. comeback of Kiss and the changes at Power. I always wondered why Power did what they did. They were doing so well as a rhythmic dance station, and then they went to um, kind of a hip-hop-ish format, and they kind of lost their ratings. That, mm. That's when Kiss came back. So I, I always wondered yeah. why they did that. Well, I think they've done pretty darn well. Um, yeah. Lasted through the years, although they've, they're down to a 1.8, I see, in December. And their they're competitor, Real, now, I mean, it's tough when you've got two stations in a format. Uh, KRRL at 92.3, Real 92.3, just had their best book in uh, a year, I see. They are now at a 2.7, up from a 2.3, 25.54. They're ranked seventh, and they, uh, they jumped like from 17, no, 18.34, they jumped from 11th to 6th. Well, you know what probably happened there, though, Dave? Um, I bet all the people from Coast that didn't want Christmas music went to real. <laughs> I was going to say, this is, this is the Christmas book, right, that we're talking about now? Um, it's the first Christmas book. The holiday book will be even more of a Christmas book. Um, this this one uh, had Coast in it uh, converting also. Let's see. They, um, they jumped to... From 17th to 1st, 1834, to give you an idea mm. of the power of, of Christmas music. And <clears throat> they're still number one, 2554, but they've been number one, 2554 for three months. Uh, but they're now in double digits as the number one station, share-wise. And, and that's only with about two and a half weeks of uh, Christmas music, I think. Yeah, that's right. So this will be probably the biggest Christmas on record for many, many of those Christmas music stations. There's a real feeling of nostalgia and... Uh, and I think there's something uh, to do with um, an extra week in the holiday book, perhaps, mm. uh, to even things out. So, yeah, it's going to be a big year for Christmas music. Wow. And that'll be out any day now, I think, right, that book? Um, it'll be out. No, that'll be out in about three weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Do you agree, Dave, do you agree with the um, the concept of if you have a station playing Christmas music that you, too, should play Christmas music? Um, because why let them get all the ratings? Or it seems to me people have tried that, and Coast just still kills it. Yeah, it really depends on whether you have the ability to market it and and all of that. Um, mm. If you're not going to market it, as Coast does a beautiful job of of marketing themselves uh, through the years and known being known as the Christmas music station, then then why bother? Um, it, it almost seems like other stations, even if they're doing it. And I realize with PPM, you're not going to have this issue. But so many people, when they think Christmas music, they think Coast. You know, bam, yeah. there. So true. There's a station in Las Vegas 
that made a point of saying that they are not playing any Christmas music and they are repositioning the other stations in the market and saying, yeah, there's Christmas music everywhere, all up and down the dial. If, and that's great. We love it too. But when you want something else, we're here mm. and it'll be interesting to see how they do. So who's number two, Dave? Dave Coast is number one. Who's number two? Is it still K-Earth? K-Earth is number two, although it's their smallest book in over a year. Uh, So it could be that they're feeling the impact uh, from that. K-Big, to your point of, or excuse me, MyFM, to your point of there being perhaps an alternative to Coast in that uh, same sort of musical realm, uh, just had their biggest book in over a year. Wow. I've never, I've still, to this day, I have trouble how, if someone asks how to describe Coast versus my, I, it's hard to do because Coast has gone more upbeat even more than they used to be, and and they've both kind of gone more contemporary. So what is the difference between them now? I don't really know. Although the texture of the two stations is very similar, K-Big, uh, my FM plays quite a bit more currents and recurrents. Okay. Mm. newer music one of, one of the problems i noticed with stations is there's it seems like there's such a reliance on recurrence i mean in the old days kiss fm you would hear a new song and it, it the oldest song they would go would be maybe a year at the most and now it seems like most stations do go a few years back even the alternative stations so it maybe it's yes. just the nature of the industry now that the record industry even yes and the nature of radio um uh, i see that Kiss, as you mentioned that, I looked it up, they're 15% gold at this point, um, which is probably high for them. New music has been in a bit of a lull, uh, especially on the pop side, but also that reaches out into everything else as well. Uh, There's that. Also, the younger demos, um, they're just not spending as much time with radio. Radio's reach may still be there, but the younger demos that tend to be more into new music are... um, are listening to a lot of streaming these days. Right. Uh, K-Earth uh, is ranked second, 18 to 34. It beats KISS among 18 to 34-year-olds. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> very surprising. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we're going to have to do this question for you, Dave. You don't have to answer today. But let's pretend you were a programmer. Let's. That, why are we pretending? No. <laughs> and, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't do it anymore. Yes. I'm giving you a station. Uh-oh. What would you do with it? I, do now, I know that depends on where it is, but what would you do if you had an L.A. station now? What would you do with it? I would do some research. I'd, I'd come up with a bunch of different ideas and I haven't thought about it lately. And but I would test all those ideas in some market research mm-hmm. and uh, see where see where there's a hole. And, and one of the questions uh, to feed into the discussion we've been having, one of the questions you have to have in a market research study these days is, do you listen to radio? And how much do you listen to uh, FM radio for music? Uh, do you listen in the car? Do you listen at work? Do you, uh, is that, you've really got to look for those users now. And I don't mean that as a put down of the medium. I just mean that uh, you wouldn't want to launch a new station um, targeted at people who are mostly listening to streaming or other audio. Right. Yeah. So what you're saying nowadays, in order to have a successful radio station, even though we all sometimes downplay research and how bad it can be, research is still really important in making a successful radio station. Yes, probably more important than ever. Well, and and it actually has been something. It might have been a different type of research, but I remember when Chuck Martin was talking about what he did with KHJ in 1979, he went to Arbitron 
and looked and saw where the diaries were going mm -hmm. and then found out what that market was and where their signal was reaching and then figured out what they wanted to hear. And well, you just that's interesting. You just mentioned another criteria for the research. You should probably in some sort of a way that Nielsen would not mind fish for people who would be amenable, open to participating in research of the Nielsen type mm -hmm. uh, because that's your true target audience. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, we will talk more and more about that as the year goes on. Uh, it's going to be an interesting year for radio. Any prognosis for uh, radio for the coming year, Dave? I don't have any specific production for radio, but as in AM and FM, um, I would imagine it, it just because there is more competition in the audio space, its piece of the audio pie will continue to just slowly dwindle some. Uh, it'll never go away completely. And it's still doing very well compared to most other forms right. of audio right. media. Uh, but audio media in general, I will predict, will continue to to grow. And that includes podcasting and, and streaming and, and everything else that's out there. This is truly a, a new golden age of audio. It's interesting. I, it's a good I, way to look at it. I totally agree. And I think, you know, there, there's a, a black hole of content needed for to fill those audio needs for the future. And I, I'm with you. I, I have real hope for audio in the future. Uh, it, it, it may be on different platforms than we're used to, but I think it's going to be it's going to it's going to get even bigger. So agreed. And I, th I think that many people will lose track of really what the origin, the source is of what they're listening to. They won't care. And and for that matter, I think audio and video will kind of merge too. You'll be driving along and and uh, there'll be some some video playing that matches the audio that you're listening to. You don't know whether you've got it on YouTube or this channel or that channel or whatever. You've just kind of programmed your favorite things into the dashboard and it's 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 going to be an exciting future. I think so, too. All right. Well, we'll leave on that optimistic note. We'll be back next week with another edition of Radio Waves. Dave will be back with us next month. And uh, Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.